Welcome to the Point Noted Podcast with your host, Johnny B, and co-host who shows up whenever he wants to, former NFL player, Rashad Barksdale. It's raw, unfiltered, and no topic is off-limit. We talk sports, entertainment, culture, and a whole lot of random shit. Let's get to the point. Point Noted Podcast. Thanks for joining the show. I'm your host, Johnny B. And on today, uh, I've been trying to talk to uh, a special guest for a while. So we finally got him on, uh, Dr. David Samadhi. Thanks for coming to the show, Doc. It's a pleasure to be with you. Absolutely. Is that David or is that pronounced differently? Dr. David Samadhi. Okay, Samadhi. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, man. It's been a while. We've been trying it's to get pleasure. this. pleasure. I know you were very patient and uh, with our schedule, it's always difficult, but I appreciate your perseverance absolutely man when you want to talk to a, a busy man you you have to get in line right <laughs> no no i try to like uh, give a lot of information out but it's been a, a very difficult time for patients doctors our life has changed the way our practice have changed you know right. telemedicine is here now so a lot of things are going on that was completely unexpected right right and you mentioned telemedicine and i know you mentioned uh prior to I was going live that you were just in uh, out of country doing some work. Yeah, I tried to like, you know, as you know, I'm in the field of prostate cancer and, and I was one of the pioneers in robotic surgery. So I teach this procedure all over the world and it's a wonderful opportunity because you get to travel, you get to see different cultures and you save lives. So it's always fun and good. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's uh, that's awesome. And uh, I plan on going to Dominican Republic myself, not to perform any surgery, but just to, just to That's drink funny. and lay down. <laughs> okay, good. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. If I mention I know Dr. Davi Samadhi, would I get some of, would I get free drinks? Of course. Oh, yeah? I'll give some of, good. Okay, good care of you, for sure. Uh, I love it. I love, you guys hear it here first, you know. We can, we can use a good doctor's name to get some good, uh, uh, some good freebie stuff, man. So, um, <laughs> and you, you know, you mentioned uh, prostate cancer. So, prior to getting on the show, I started reading up a little bit more about prostate cancer. Um, and one of the things that I got out of that, uh, for one was, you know, do regular check and drinking a lot of water helps. I'm terrible at drinking water and I don't go to the hospital well, or the doctor unless I'm dying. Yeah. No, I mean, prostate cancer is uh, mainly a genetic problem. So if the father, grandfather, first, uh, line family have prostate cancer, they need to go for a screening. Okay. And it, this interview is very appropriate because September is prostate cancer month. Nice. And so it's very important for men over the age of 40 to get their blood tests, something called PSA. Okay. PSA, and most people may not even know about this. So knowing that number is important. And uh, if anybody wants more information about this, they can always go to prostatecancer911.com, prostatecancer911.com, and they can send either direct email or questions. We'll, we will answer them. Um, but uh, it's a silent killer because there are no symptoms. And of course, when it's caught early, it's a very curable disease. And with all the uh, advent of robotic surgery, which has been around for almost 20 years, I've done about over 8,000 of these surgeries, we're able to save you from the cancer while maintaining your quality of life when it comes to sexual function and urinary control. So it's, uh, we've come a long way. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. Hey, does, uh, is that age that you can actually start getting checked for that? Yeah, so I would start probably at the age of 40 to get a baseline test, and then okay. every year you need to get your blood test, correct? 
Okay, so I'm a couple of years away. Cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep having fun until that day comes. Uh, you know, I think I've heard it's not not the most fun test. Uh, well, the, the blood test itself is easy, and I think like examining the prostate, it's uh, you know men are afraid of it, but it's quick, and uh, the doctor is looking for any kind of firmness or any abnormalities. And believe it or not, that simple test can save your life. And we see a lot of men, especially African Americans in early ages, with very aggressive cancers, and without mm -hmm. that test, they're not going to be around. So right. um, it's a quick. Uh, uh, visit, but it actually saves lives. Right, get tests that will stay around. I like it. Um, you said something the other day. You said, uh, without our health, we have nothing. That's correct. Um, and that's one of the reasons why when I saw this COVID was going after men much more than women and also obesity, high blood pressure, cardiac issues, elderly. Um, that's the reason why I published this book, The Ultimate Manual, which is on Amazon right now. And I encourage everyone to go out and get a copy for themselves, the ultimate manual. It's actually um, very easy to read. It has a lot of information about how to protect yourself, how to boost your immune system, what kind of diet you should be eating, what kind of exercise you should be having. It's, uh, it's all the experience of like being on Fox News for over 10 years and all the notes that I took, what works and what doesn't work. I put them all in the same book. And I think people are gonna really enjoy this. Absolutely. I uh, I was reading about it online. It's definitely already got a lot of good reviews. Thank uh, you. And some of the topics that were highlighted was something that I definitely needed. Uh, and I mentioned that right away I went on an audio book and I said, I got to add this to my audio book collection because uh, I drive a lot. And that's when I listen to uh, sure. a lot of books. So, and I know you mentioned it and I can get that on my Kindle. Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely do that. And for those that are listening, uh, it's called uh, The Ultimate Manual. Um, so like a good thing available to on uh, soft cover and, and hard cover on Amazon and also on Kindle. And it just got literally published a couple of days ago and uh, people are loving it. And, uh, you know, we're very fortunate of having a lot of international people from all over the world who have been watching me on TV all these years right. and they're buying it. So, you know, it's a great book and I, I'm sure everyone will enjoy reading it. Absolutely. I know I will. I need it. Uh, you, I just have to get my copy autographed. Um, <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So you, you, you know, you, you, uh, you talk a lot about COVID and um, obviously we still have the debate. It, it's, it's amazing how something that's killing people uh, is up for debate as to if it's real or not. Um, you know, I've, I've had family members that have, you know, had COVID and survived it unless it was something else, but they told us it was COVID. Um, but I mean, why do we still argue if it's real or not? Well, here's the good news and bad news. The good news is that over 90% plus they recover from this disease. Good. This is a very good sign. Um, millions and millions of people have been infected and a small percentage of people have died. The bad news is that it goes after elderly people that are old, People who have diabetes is a disaster. Obesity is a nightmare. High blood pressure and cardiac issues. And, you know, so it targets about over 40% of the time our nursing home patients. So, um, and so that's real. And uh, whether or not this was developed in a lab in Wuhan in China, the history will talk about this and the truth will come out. Right. 
but the bottom line is it came out of nowhere. We see these kind of issues coming out of China once in a while. Mm. We need to learn from this mistake. We need to protect our healthcare system. We need to be better prepared at every level, not just our ventilators and PPEs, and, uh, but also as well as our um, antibiotics, our medical, pharmaceuticals. We need to become independent because for national security, you know, if someone wants to hurt Americans, they could easily mess around with our medications. They can mess around with our technology. So we need to be really, really careful with these things. Um, but even though everyone thought the casualties would be like in millions, um, and of course every life matters and our heart goes to anyone who lost a family member, mm. um, the numbers are much lower than what those, uh, those um, projected uh, plans uh, we're talking about. So in that sense, it's good news. But, you know, we learned that if you're obese or diabetic or you have heart issues, take advantage of this opportunity, get in better health, um, lose weight, eat healthy. And it's all in that book again, the ultimate manual. And that's the main purpose of really having it out there uh, is to use this as a recipe to, to get better and healthier. Absolutely. Uh, does a mask work? Sorry? Does the mask, does wearing a mask, does that work? So mask is very interesting because right now it's very difficult to criticize and say like, don't wear a mask. But you know, of course I have my own mixed feelings about this, you know, and I think most of us cannot wear this mask for a long time. People are wearing them on their neck. They put mm -hmm. it up on their head like sunglasses. Right. Um, you wear, sometimes you see people wear these masks or cloth for like days and weeks and it's really like not even clean it has a lot of bacteria. um i think at the peak of the pandemic when it was really uh, in in march april may this was a critical point where social distancing and masks obviously played a big role but i think common sense also prevails because i see people like they're sitting alone in the car and they're wearing a mask Right. They're in the beach, and with the next person a mile away, they're wearing a mask with the wind blowing, etc. So I think that you know the part of the problem is that always the panic and fear of unknown gets ahead of the science and the facts, and that's why you see this kind of stuff is going on. I think if you're indoor, you're around a lot of people. Given what we have right now, it's advisable to wear the mask. But if you're outdoor and there's not too many people around you you can take a break and, and breathe fresh air. It's perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely with that. That's, that's kind of like the way I conduct things myself. Uh, you know, the gym just opened recently last week. So when I go in there, uh, everybody has a mask on. The crazy thing is you have folks in there with the mask just covering their mouth. Exactly. Right. So that's, that's, you know, I mean, it's very difficult to wear this for a prolonged period of time. I'm a surgeon and I've been doing this in the operating room. And even for me, sometimes wearing it, for prolonged period it's just like very difficult and and so um but does it really cure this problem does it make it like go away does it reduce the incident of new cases probably but you know we don't know for sure and uh, the science of this infectious disease is very mobile it's very fluid it's always changing and uh, that's one of the reasons why we were getting a lot of mixed messages in February or March at the peak of this pandemic, they said like wearing a mask doesn't help. And when it, the numbers were really low, they were saying like, you know, it's mandatory. So 
it's confusing a lot of people. I am, I'm, I'm glad that the new statistics, for example, from Canada showed no death um, recently um, for six months. So this is great news. I think that the medical therapy for this disease is, has come a long way compared to six months ago when we had nothing. Right. And I think this news about the second wave and also all this stuff probably won't pan out. I think that, you know, we are much smarter. We are much more prepared. We have better treatment options. And I think we, you know, we may see some small spikes here and there, but I don't think we're going to see a, a major tragedy again. And that's a good news. Yeah. And the school just uh, reopened out here in New York, at least in upstate where I'm at. Uh, and kids are finally able to go back, and you see the yellow buses up and down the streets now. Uh, are we doing the right thing? With parents having an option to, well, obviously parents should always have an option. Are we well, doing the right I, thing, keeping kids yeah, at home? I was always a proponent of opening up our economy. I mean, I think if you look at the schools, if you look at like restaurants, for example, places like Manhattan, these are essential things that has to happen. Our children need to go back. The risk of them dying from this disease is fairly low. And as long as you keep them away from elderly, you should be in good shape. Um, is it going to get back to normal soon? It doesn't look like it. The number of kids in the schools are still like very low numbers. Right. Most of them are staying home. The teachers are afraid. So I, I think we have a lot of work to do. Certainly with restaurants in the city, I think that's a nightmare. Because if you have no restaurants and in in very short period, we're going to get winter here. And if you're not going to have any outdoor restaurants because of the weather and you cannot have any indoor, you have a disaster in your hand. You, you're looking at, if you don't have any restaurants, you have no hotels. You have, the offices cannot be open because nobody can eat. So it's all this, like, like the economy, the wheel of economy is all connected. You need food to open up the offices, to open up the hotels, to open up the entertainment. And without restaurants, we, we really have a big problem over here. So... Uh, I'm hoping that we get back to norm soon. That's, that's, that's what we're hoping. Hopefully with vaccine. I know a lot of people may or may not like the vaccine. I did a poll on my Twitter account. About 320,000 people on the account. About 70,000 voted. And believe it or not, I was very surprised that 70% plus didn't want to get the vaccine. Yep. So there are people that are just against vaccine. They were against like flu vaccine and everything else. Um, but I think the news of the vaccine and also getting a good vaccine out there that would protect millions of Americans would be a step forward. And hopefully we can get back to norm and put this behind us. Yeah. And, you know, with the vaccine, I think uh, what I heard with the doctors and pharmacies and uh, with such as I've spoken with is that it's just too quick. Like the vaccine came around too quickly and usually yeah, takes years. the speed of this is fast. I think that it's probably going to be safe. There are multiple companies that are working on this. Um, I, I would be very surprised if they take any chances with side effects and get it out there just for the sake of hitting the deadline. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Pfizer is doing quite well. GlaxoSmith actually resumed the clinical trials again. I know Johnson & Johnson has been working hard on this. The Oxford clinical trial is moving forward. So I think there's a lot of good news that's happening, and that's good for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, we just, uh, uh, we just passed uh, 9-11, um, and I know you had a thing on, online that says, where were you at 9-11? Uh, honestly, I was ironing my clothes, getting ready for uh, uh, first class in college, 
<laughs> yeah. I had, a, I had Java class, which I hate very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, computer class early in the morning. So where were you 9-11? So I was in France. I was actually like training for laparoscopic and robotic surgery. And uh, I didn't, I, I started calling home and I couldn't get through. All the lines were busy until I opened up the BBC One News and I couldn't believe what I saw. And I saw the buildings collapsing. And it's a horrible feeling because you, you don't know what's going on at home what's going on in your country, we were on attack. And, um, you know, incidents like this COVID coming from outside or incidents like these missiles coming into our buildings, uh, that's what I said that we should not forget. America cannot forget these things. Mm. So um, when somebody says something happened on this day by some people, um, this, this is a really bad comment, uh, especially with people who died and jumped for from the 90th floor all the way down. They have no idea how that changed the lives of millions of Americans right. and how we change our life or view of life about the way we do. So um, there are always going to be hate out there, uh, which I hope it would be replaced by kindness. We just have to pray that America would be safe. We see a lot of this stuff that's going on in the streets now in America, the fighting, the looting, the burning, etc. And I hope this will come to an end. We're all Americans, doesn't matter what color, what race, what what party, we're all, all should be united for the sake of this country. There's no other place like this. There's no other place like America. And people are taking it for granted. They have no idea how good they have it. And and we need to protect this. And I think the enemy of this country should not be within, inside. Um, if we get distracted and we continue this kind of like fight and battles, we will lose. And our children and our grandchildren are not going to be able to enjoy the, the prosperity, the, the pleasantness, the joy that we had from this country. So um, I was born in Iran and I left when I was 15 and I lived in Europe for about three years and now in the US for about 37 years. So I think I've seen enough of Europe, I've seen enough of Middle East and certainly US to tell you that this is the best country in the world. The freedom, the peace, respect, loyalty, friendship, um, all of this has to come back and we need to stop insulting and killing and shooting and looting and all this craziness that's what's going on it's not necessary yeah i think uh you know since few things to touch on i think america's like uh that ex-partner or your child that you love so much but they disappoint you so much at the same time that you don't even want to look at them you know you just want them to be far gone away from you uh and i think that's what happens sometimes is you know it's a gift and a curse because uh, the freedom is a gift. It is also a curse because we don't have a filter. We don't have when is enough enough, you know? And I think that's why we're here. Here we are because I can protest because it's my freedom, but somebody else can counter my protest because they don't like what I'm doing. Well, the problem starts when you cross the line, and that's exactly your point. Right. So uh, being free, being able to express your opinion, being able to uh, protest, it's it's perfectly fine. But when you start walk into police officers and start shooting blindly in their car, or when you start burning uh, stores, 
doesn't matter whether it's white or black owner. It's all, we're all the same. Right. They've been in pandemic. They've been in the lockdown for six months and they're coming to a burning store. That's just unfair. That's someone's uh, food that you're taking away. You just took away their hope. All their investments and the money that they invested in that just went to waste. And it's, un it's unfair. So um, I hope this will come to an end and it comes to uh, peace. Yeah, me too. Me too. I saw that video that you uh referring to with the police officers sitting in the car getting shot. It's it's heartbreaking to see. Um Absolutely. and we have to get past this. We just have to do better. Um so one more light thing. Uh I think you are one of few actually online on Twitter that has been um uh talking about um this cancel culture slash just losing followers for no reason. I've, I've Twitter reached out to you to correct that. Like, you know, I've seen a few other celebrities that have gone through this and I'm not sure what's yeah. going on there. Well, I think the doctors are under pressure. Um, and I think that uh, whether it's online and offline, there's a lot of pressure as far as censorship, et cetera. But um, a Twitter account, obviously, like, like shut down my account about like three weeks ago, a month ago. Um, for t three tweets that were not so bad at all. I mean, like if you look at what I'm posting out there, it's all very gentle, it's all educational, it's all updating people, it's all right. about making you healthier, etc. And if I see something I don't like and it doesn't make sense, I would say it. So we woke up and all of a sudden the candle is gone. And when you, <laughs> you, you, you have to delete those tweets that they want you to delete if you want to get your account back. Um, which was really silly because, you know, and dangerous. It's dangerous because these social media companies have become so powerful that they are, are running a dictatorship and they can control uh, what you can say, how you can behave and, and what you do. So the freedom of speech is under attack. And it's very, very disturbing. So something needs to be done about this, hopefully in the future, near future. But for now, the account is back up again, and I know they've done this to many other doctors. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I think, and I said, the doctors are under a lot of censorship today, unfortunately. Right. We might have to start a hashtag, free the doctors. <laughs> you know, so we can get you guys out of there. That's not right. Yeah. That is not right at all. Um, before we let you go, uh, Dr. Samadhi's got the book out, The Ultimate Manual uh, for Men's Health. Uh, we talked about it on the show uh, to start the show off. Uh, myself, I'll be uh, getting a copy, and uh, hopefully the audience, the listener, will also get a copy. Uh, if you can, if you can touch on that again, um, what what exactly are we reading in this? The Ultimate Manual is actually a great book. It has, uh, first of all, why should men go see doctors? You know, men are very different than women because men are the nature and of the species that if it's not broken, why should I fix it? And I'm per perfectly fine. And we see that, for example, all these prostate cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, these are all silent killers. There are no symptoms. And by the time you get to that point, it's already too late. So that's the main thing. Then it will help you as far as like COVID, what happened and how to treat this and what are the best vitamins, what's the best nutrition, what's the best exercise for you. It really takes you through a really great manual that once you read it, it educates you. And I think people will really enjoy it. It's called the, the ultimate manual and it's manual. on amazon and uh, everyone who who's read it and it really just got published a couple of days ago but the reviews are great and people are loving it and i'm very happy to see that absolutely let's get america healthy again 
You got it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Dr. Samadhi, thanks for joining us. I'm glad we finally got a chance Thank to do this. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Enjoy. Be well. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Point Noted Podcast with Johnny B and Rashad B. Follow us on Twitter at PT Noted and Instagram at Point Noted. Hit the subscribe and follow button to follow us and check out more episodes of us talking a whole bunch of shit. You've been noted.